The following segment is from The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Cowboys and Seahawks. Seahawks minus five in the game. Uh, Both teams coming off incredible wins. I would say there would be a letdown, but both teams are sort of due for a letdown, so I don't know that that matters in this one, Ed. I'm still not convinced. I'm, I'm still not convinced about Dallas, but the Seahawks are, are giving up, you know, what about a mile and a half defensively every game? Thank you. Thank you, Ed. You are the first person other than me that, that seems to have noticed that the Seahawks have given up the most yards in the entire league, almost 500 yards a game of total offense. If Russell isn't great, the Seahawks are going to lose. Well, they're 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 quote unquote letting Russ cook because they, they have no choice because <laughs> they they can't stop anybody and this this is not the way Pete Carroll wants to play football and it's fun and it's exciting but is it sustainable I I really don't know yeah I mean you got to ask yourself is Russell Wilson going to play at a superhuman level for the entire season and just so you know he has eleven incompletions this season and nine touchdown passes which is just unbelievable he's been. To me, the MVP by far, he's been the best quarterback in the league, but it's unfair to ask anyone to do that for 16 games. It's just not. And like you were saying, that defense puts a lot of pressure on him. You know, there's no offensive line really there in Seattle. Now there's no defense. It's really Russ cooking and he's got to be, I'm trying to think of Emerald Lagasse, the most famous (laughs) chef I can think of. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, you know, when is the last time, Rob, when is the last time that, that you talked about the Seattle Seahawks and, and talked about them being bad on defense? It's just, it's, it's not Seahawk-like, and it just feels odd. Yeah, it's, I mean, certainly a change for me as someone that's gotten to witness up close and personal how terrifying those Seattle defenses are. I mean, they have Jamal Adams, who's, who's really good, you know, near the line of scrimmage, but in coverage, he doesn't scare you. And even if he did, he's only one man. I mean, he can't do it all by himself, and he's going to have to because everybody else on that Seattle defense, even Bobby Wagner in coverage, they're not very good. No, they're not. I think uh, what's the number that they're giving up? 485 yards per game total offense, and I think 400 and something of that is is passing yards, and it's just it, – it's – it, it's crazy. And I, I don't, as I said earlier, I just don't know how that, uh, how that's sustainable. Let me ask you how you're picking this one, Rob. It's tough because I don't know how much credit to give the Cowboys for last week. I know they came back and pulled it off, which is great, but you know, you were also down that many points in the first place. You gave up 39 points to the Falcons. So I don't know how much faith to put in you. I think Zeke is great. I like some of the weapons they have there, but I've also seen Dallas underperform when we thought they were going to be great. And I think right now I I'm, I hate to say this, this pains me as a Niner fan, but I think I got to go with Ross and the Seahawks. You know, I'll take the Seahawks to win, but, but if I'm, if I'm betting the, the point spread on this one, Rob, the five points bothers me a lot. I mean, I I've, I've got to take, I've got to take Dallas with the points here. That's fair. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a a blowout either way for sure. I think both teams are going to keep it close. Um, I did want to ask you something. This is not particularly about this game specifically, but it has to do with the Cowboys because at the end of that game against the Falcons, they score a touchdown. There's about 
just under five minutes left. They score the touchdown to make it 39-30, and Mike McCarthy elects to go for two, which he got a ton of criticism for because the Cowboys didn't make the two-point conversion. I agree with Mike McCarthy. I think it was the right choice to make, but I have a feeling you come down differently. Oh, you feel right, my friend. You feel right. <laughs> I have to say this. There were two instances in that game, one early in the game where the Falcons went for two. They're ahead 26 to seven with six minutes or so left in the first half. And, and they go for two. They're chasing points when they're ahead by three touchdowns. And I simply don't understand it. And I don't necessarily understand Dallas going for two either and you know you can argue about it because you can say well there's five minutes left and if they make it it puts them within one score Mm -hmm. but if the Falcons handle their business at the end of that game if you fail on that two-point conversion you shouldn't get the ball back two more times (laughs) you shouldn't There's just no way you go for one, you put yourself behind by eight. You figure you've probably got one more possession. You know, if the Falcons don't completely screw that game up, you've got one more possession and then you go for two. You know, I I, I spent some time looking at the numbers and, and it depends on what you look at as far as what the conversion rate is is on these two point conversions, you'll see anywhere from 40% to 55%, something like that. And, and you'll see people say, well, if you go for it, if you go for two, every single time you actually wind up scoring more points. And I'm sorry, I, maybe I'm old school, but don't chase points when you don't have to go for two points when you absolutely need it. But here's the thing. This is where I look at it from you're going to have to go for two eventually, either on that score or the next score. At some point, you're going to have to go for two. So I go for it early because if I don't get it, which is what happened, then I know I really have to hurry up on offense whenever I have the ball. I know what I have to do going forward. But but Rob, if you, like I said, if the Falcons don't screw that up, if if you go for two with five minutes and something left and you fail, you're still down nine. You're still down two scores. If you go for one and you make it, you're down one score. So I don't understand going for two there at all. I know they got away with it, but I don't understand going for two because if you miss, you need two possessions that you probably shouldn't get. Well, you shouldn't get two. You're right. The Falcons screwed it up, but you have to go for two eventually. So why not go for it so that if you don't get it, you have more time left to make up for that. I, I understand that Rob, but I, I, if you have to go for two twice, fine. But for me, the, the problem that I have with it is when you fail, you're down nine points and you need two possessions. That's, that's where I get hung up on it. You know, and because as as I said, you're you're probably not going to get the opportunity to score twice. So you put yourself in a position by failing, you know, with five minutes to go, you, you put yourself in in a tenuous situation where you need some sort of a massive break, which the Falcons gave the Cowboys to have two possessions. So, you know, so that's 
but but this is the beauty of it, Rob. We can we can argue about it. And Dallas screwed this up, and they still won the game. <laughs> Make sure you don't miss our next conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.